this week's edition of the Present Age Podcast. I am your host, Parker Malloy. Joining me on today's show is the man behind what I've long referred to as the only good government Twitter account. His name is Joe Galbo, and he's the social media specialist at the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Let's get started. So joining me today is, is Joe Galbo. So Joe, what is it that you do? Sure. So, <laughs> well, I make memes for the government. Um, no, I, so uh, yeah, I am the uh, social media specialist at the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Uh, we're a small federal agency, um, about 500 employees with a budget of about $137 million. And we regulate consumer products. So everything from ATVs to toaster ovens to, you know, uh, children's clothing, basically thousands and thousands of things people use every single day. And we're the agency that makes sure those things are safe. It's not just product updates. It's not just recall updates. It's a lot of awesome memes. (laughs) That is what drew me to the account. Not my love of... uh, product recall. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, And you have a bunch of characters in these memes. Can Can you tell me a little bit about how that got started? How did you pitch the idea of creating uh, Quinn the Quarantine Fox and uh, your various other... (laughs) Handsome Ron. Handsome Ron, yeah. Copernicus Jackson. Yeah, sure. So, you know, right from from when I interviewed at the agency back in, it was June 2016, um, which is basically a lifetime ago for everyone at this point. Uh, you know, I, I kind of explained to, you know, my supervisors at the time, you know, hey, I, I want to join the agency. I, I want to, you know, do public education campaigns. Um, but, you know, it's not going to look necessarily the way you all have been doing things. And they, they were cool with that to their, to their credit. You know, so right from the get go, there was an understanding that, hey, we're going to do something and it's going to look a little bit different. I, I don't think they anticipated so many talking animals at the time. And, and to be fair, I don't think I anticipated that either. Um, but, you know, as I kind of explored uh, the agency's messaging and the types of things we were trying to educate people about, it became very clear to me that our uh, guidance to people, you know, how people could live a little bit safer, all came across very standard and, you know, a little bit boring. Um, so, you know, again, like wear a bike helmet, you know, when your message is wear a bike helmet or, you know, don't plug your space heater into a power strip, um, that's good advice, but it's not necessarily the most exciting advice. Uh, and when you're out there on the internet and you're up against, you know, uh, celebrities and, and influencers and, you know, every brand trying to be funny, um, you know, if you just go out there and start telling people to, you know, make sure they clean their dryer vent lint, you know, the lint out of their dryer vent, uh, you're not going to be very successful. (laughs) So I I think the strategy really came out of looking at what our messaging was. And then, you know, again, seeing how um, simplistic it was and kind of saying, okay, if this has any chance at all of making it out there online, we're going to have to go big and bold, you know, and we're going to have to do things uh, in a super fun way. Um, and so, you know, now, so as far as like pitching characters individually, it's, it's one of these situations where if I have a good idea for a new character, I'll go try to find a stock photo that supports that, you know, um, with Copernicus Jackson, who's our, one of our cat characters, I knew I wanted a great cat character and it really was just a matter of finding a good stock photo that like represented a cat, you know, that kind of looked excited and interested in something, but not terrified of something. So that, (laughs) so that was a lot of time searching through a stock site to find it. And then once I did, 
you know, coming up with the name it, again, it's a lot of times it's about, you know, Hey, have I heard this character name out there before? And if the answer is no, then, okay, can we try it? It's a lot of Googling to make sure I'm not, you know, uh, reusing character names that exist anywhere else. But yeah, it, it is a little bit, um, I don't want to say ad hoc because it, it's a strategy. There's definitely a strategy there, but it's very organic, you know, uh, Again, I'll, I'll try to leverage trending topics a lot. So if there's like an animal trending or something, I'll try to come up with a character mm-hmm. uh, in that moment. But yeah, it's a, it's a little bit, you know, a mix of method and then all over the place sort of madness for sure. One of the reasons that I really just love, love the account generally is, and this, and this is a big part of what I'm trying to do with this newsletter and this podcast. I'm really focused on the way that we communicate and Yours is one of the most interesting communication strategies I've seen, especially with <laughs> when it comes to something that comes from the, the government. I mean, you really expect when you think government Twitter account, you think kind of it's sterile, uh, straightforward, just telling you what you need to know. And, you know, meanwhile, it's, hey, here's an ATV and a T-Rex. and. <laughs> <laughs> All, all of that stuff that really just it, it gets people drawn in the the response to your tweets is just just phenomenal. It's always funny seeing people who are encountering it for the first time going, did you get hacked? You- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we, we no. do get we do get that one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's we know I, I think things have changed. Communication has changed. And I don't want to sound like a cliche, but you know, the past, I mean, the past decade, like, forget about it. Everything's different, you know? Um, and even the past five years, it feels to me, like, it feels like things are very different. And I think, you know, the government, um, it, just the way it operates, you know, where everything has to be, you know, by the book and by the law, it, it by its nature, it is slower than the private sector, right? Like just, just a functional government will be mostly slower than the private sector moves. Um, and in communication, you know, again, when there's where things move twice as fast as, you know, in every other industry, um, yeah, it, it can feel like, you know, again, a, a lifetime. So I think one thing that, you know, we really struggle with in government and, I, and I've had a chance to speak to a lot of people in government at this point who do communication, you know, it, there is that constant tug of war between, Hey, we have to be an authoritative voice and people have to trust us and we have to get the message out there in a really clear way. And, you know, what you were just speaking to, which is like, well, it's also very boring when you just do that, like, you know, straightforward. Um, And and the internet is not designed for boring content, which I, I guess is not a thing that, you know, people meditate on very often, but, you know, Yes, I think part of it too is at a small agency like CPSC, where our budget is is you know again only about 137 million, which in government money is not a lot at all, you know compared to like the FDA or the CDC, where you're talking billion dollar budgets and more, you know you ha- you just can't do it the boring way, you know online, you ju- you just can't, um, you know, and I and I do think government helps itself when it's very relatable to people, and I think that's one thing that we hear a lot. You know about this strategy is that it's not preachy. It's not coming at you in a way where you know from a place of like high authority. You know, again, it, it is advising you on a better way to live your life a little more safely, but it's not doing it. You know, from a pulpit. You know, it's not doing it from an ivory tower. It's it's down here. You know, with the the regular people. <laughs> you know, where regular people like talking dogs and regular people like 
you know, uh, robots that go on picnics with their friends. I mean, you know, and again, I don't, I don't know, at least those are the things I think regular people like, but it, it's, you know, like you said, it seems to be working so far and we're, and we're just very grateful for that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of, of course. I'd say for about a year or two, I'd see those, see your tweets and just be like, what is going on inside <laughs> this person's head? You know? And, and it's, it's, it's great. It's great to actually talk to you and to be like, Oh, look, this is, this is a human being who seems to share the same sense of humor as me and <laughs> other people seem to be into it as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I guess one, one thing about me, um, you know, so I, I love working in communication back in the day. I wanted to be a journalist, uh, you know, but uh, I graduated from college in like 2008 where being a journalist would have been very difficult at the time. Um, so, you know, I kind of fell into this like government communication thing uh, through advertising. But, you know, I, at my heart, I always fantasize about being a, a TV show runner, you know, like uh, on an animated series like that to me is like the most fun you could probably have um, in a job. So, you know, in some ways, what people are seeing here is, you know, the Joe Gabble version of, uh, you know, what a TV show might look like, you know, right. um, some, a lot of these memes, you know, could easily be turned into PSAs or, or video products. And that's not an accident. That's, you know, my passion lies in like visual storytelling. And I do try to inject a lot of narrative into these things to, to a point where sometimes it's like, you know, my supervisors are like, I don't know, is this one maybe too complicated for people? <laughs> and I'm always like, no, trust the audience. They're going to get it. Um, and, you know, and more, more often than not, they let me go that route. But, you know, again, it is a delicate balance. And, mm -hmm. and I think one of the things I like about the, you know, I guess you could call it a template we use now is that, you know, at the top there where we kind of have like the narrative or the, or the crazy visual, you know, you can almost do whatever you want at this point. And then as long as at the bottom, you're delivering that safety message, that's going to help save lives. Yeah. Um, so that, that's one thing that's been super fun, you know, and now it's really just trying to push us in, in new and in exciting ways. You know, we just started doing LGBTQ graphics uh, a short time ago and that that's been very exciting. Um, you know, so it's, it's one of these things where, you know, again, now that we've kind of pushed the envelope in government communication, how do we keep pushing it? And, you know, how do we keep making sure we're getting these messages in front of people in on an internet that is constantly more fractured, you know, oh, by yeah. the year. Yeah. And everything is constantly changing and what works today might not work next year, next month or next week. I don't know. Have you watched the the Netflix uh, show? Uh, I think you should leave. Have you no, not yet. Okay. I haven't. Yeah. Y you should watch that because, because <laughs> it's kind of like the TV show version of what you do. Just weird out there what you do is kind of a combination of that show and portlandia which i i mean as a compliment so. thank you no you you're actually so my one of my very best friends told me to to start watching that show um so uh, you're you are totally in line there and, and now i'm gonna definitely have to watch it um, yeah i i think you'll yeah. like it i i think it will it will be right up right up your alley so that's awesome thank you yeah no i yeah i think you know, and again, it's, it is that fine line of like, you know, being referential to things that are going on in pop culture because, you know, you always, and this is just something everybody's on online trying to do. You always want to see like you're on top of what's going on. You know, you want to see like you're again of the world that people actually live in. Um, you know, and, and that itself is kind of a new idea for government. I think a lot of government agencies are just kind of like, Hey, we're important and here's our stuff and you should all appreciate it because it's coming from us. Uh, and, and that's not my, you know, our approach at all. It's, you know, in a lot of ways, it's the exact opposite where, 
you know, I very much feel like every day we have to prove our worth and prove our, you know, value to the public. So every day, you know, people are going to get the best of what we got, um, you know, from a creative perspective. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, you know, again, getting back to how, um, how different things are, you know, just trying to keep up with it all. I mean, you know, looking out, I know we should be on TikTok right now, you know, oh, yeah. and I know <laughs> we're going to need a really great video strategy like yesterday. Um, but you know, on a small team, it's, it's kind of like, okay, what do we do? (laughs) You know, there's one person, uh, at CPSC who's responsible for producing the social media and we do have a video production specialist, thank God. Um, you know, and they're going to hopefully, uh, play a big role in, you know, what our short term, short form video strategy is someday. But yeah, it's just, you know, again, thinking about how government tends to move just a little bit slower than the private sector, keeping up is just a constant, constant battle. Well, yeah, and and with go- with government generally, there's always this sort of worry that that you're not getting through to people that you, that you come off as sterile, that totally. you come off as preachy and telling people how they should live their life, what they should do, with with the exception of hey, maybe you shouldn't have this dresser that's not anchored to the wall, you know, like like that's fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and and some especially at a regulatory agency like us, you know, so we are very similar to the EPA or the FDA, um, you know, or the CDC in that, uh, you know, we re- there. Are, are things we are responsible for making safe, you know, and some agencies don't have that, right? Like NASA doesn't regulate anything. Uh, the interior department and the national park system, they don't regulate anything. Um, you know, when you look at the history of interesting government social media accounts, you know, the grandfather of it all was the TSA account who was run by a TSA Instagram account, uh, that was run by a gentleman named Bob Burns who has sadly passed away. But, you know, I remember reading Bob's captions on the TSA Instagram photos back in 2013, 2014. And, you know, at the time it was like, it was super innovative for government because it was super fun and super, you know, uh, again, it was, it was for people, you know, it, it wasn't a government agency being on social media to, you know, because it was the thing to do. It was, they were really trying to do something different there. Uh, and that was, I remember distinctly sitting, I was at the Liberty Science Center in Jersey City, New Jersey at the time doing social media there. I remember very distinctly sitting there and reading an article about their Instagram and thinking, oh, wow, you can do interesting work in government. Um, you know, and, and fun, funnily enough, you know, uh, just a few years later, uh, I'd be at CPSC, you know, walking into a room, pitching a unicorn, uh, you know, talking about fire alarm safety. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, and there is, there's a lot of other great government social happening now. And I, I do hope, you know, I, I see it sometimes where people will find our account and then they'll say like, oh, well, this kind of looks like the IRS Instagram or this kind of looks like, you know, there's a lot of great local government social media happening. Um, and we could talk, you could do a whole podcast. Just oh, yeah. That. Well, yeah. It, and that, that was one thing I was, I, I wanted to ask was what, what other agencies are doing social media in a good way, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's interesting stuff happening all the time. And then, you know, you have agencies like NASA where, you know, at the, at they are comparable to any of the giant brands, you know, you see out there, right? Like they, their reach and their social media power is just as good as any, you know, name any fortune 500 company that, and you know, NASA's right up there. Um, you know, so, so their stuff is very good. Obviously they have a ton of resources. They have a ton of great people who work there. You know, I, I think the IRS, you know, some of the lesser known ones. Uh, so the IRS has a really fun, uh, Instagram account. Um, another lesser known one, there's a COVID, there's a COVID-19, uh, response, uh, committee that was set up to kind of make sure that money being spent, um, you know, through the COVID 
uh, programs that the government is putting together is being spent wisely and legally. Uh, they have a very fun Twitter account, you know, and I, I'll try to remember the name of that or I'll send it to you. Maybe you could put it in the, in the newsletter somewhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it, um, it, Oh, sorry. Go oh, no, ahead. that's okay. And then, you know, the interior departments are doing fun stuff for a long time. You know, they do Fat Bear Week, which is like, you know, again, some of the most fun you can have with government social where they just have people rate very large, you know, grizzly bears. Um, you know, so so there's other other great stuff out there. You know, I think no one's really as absurdist as we are. And I think that's kind of the thing that we brought. And, and again, when we talk about like how we've moved things forward, I mean, a lot of people say this is like just a, a total, you know, they, they call it vaporwave or, you know, the shit posting or that type of thing. And, and I, I guess it does feel like that to people sometimes, you know, talking about, just go back to something you were talking about earlier, you know, I'm a big proponent of doing what works because things do change so quickly. So, you know, what I say to people all the time is like, we're doing the strategy now because it works now, but at the day it stops working, we will just do something else, you know, because that's how you stay effective uh, in communication. Um, so yeah. And again, I, I do think that's, you know, kind of the only way to approach it because things change so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So I have two final questions for you that I kind of wanted to jam into one sort of super question. Sure. And that is, uh, one, if, if you could take over any, like, any government Twitter account and implement your own kind of strategy, what would it be? And two... Which of the characters that you've created is is your favorite, if you have one? Sure. So I'll, I'll start with the second question uh-huh. first. Um, favorite character is tough because I I, I love I love all of them, uh, which is <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. I I think over time, um, you know the the pets united for human safety, which includes Potato the dog and Copernicus Jackson. Um, and, and, you know, I think Handsome Ron, o- over time, those three have really emerged as like my go-tos and I guess my most, our, our most reliable, you know, uh, partners in the, in this communication strategy. You know, some of our older characters, uh, Barks McWuffins was a character we used a few years ago that has, that w- re- retired officially to Hawaii. Um, and I'll, I'll always have a special place for Barks McWuffins, um, you know, and then Quinn the Quarantine Fox, who you know, again, was, was really not meant to be around this long, but is about to have a rebirth, you know, or, or, you know, kind of have to come back in a bigger way, uh, because of just what's going on these days with the Delta variant. So, yeah, but I, I think those, those three, um, Copernicus Jackson, Potato the Dog and Handsome Ron, if I had to pick three, uh, that I'd want on a team all at all times, it would be them. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, to your first question, you know, I, uh, CPSC has played a role in kind of pa- the pandemic in, you know, making sure that consumers are aware of the issues, you know, and the things that could hurt them in their home. And obviously with people spending more time at home, that became a very important thing for us to focus on. Uh, and we're still very much focused on it. You know, again, nothing has really changed for us as far as the pandemic goes. We're still kind of operating in, you know, a pandemic first sort of mentality. So, you know, but I, I think if I, if I could pick any other account, um, it, it would be a government account. And I probably would, uh, you know, pick either the HHS account or some of the CDC accounts. I, I would like to see what this meme strategy could do with pandemic messaging and in, in a more broader sense, you know, um, and I think that would kind of be, int- that, that would be an interesting experiment to me. And, you know, again, those, the people over there are doing amazing work and I, I know some of them, uh, you know, and I've met a, a bunch of them at this point and, you know, I, I have so much respect for everything they've done to date. And I, I think they're doing an incredible job. 
you know, so again, it, it's not it's, that wouldn't be coming from a sense of like, well, you know, what they're doing hasn't been effective. I, I think it's been incredibly effective. Um, but you know, again, I, I would love to see like, hey, if we had a talk, if we had some more talking animals around here, you know, um, with the pandemic, be, would we win the conversation war, you know, in, in a more resounding way? And I think that would be something I'd love to try. Quinn, the quarantine fox, is very disappointed in you for not getting vaccinated yet. Please yeah. do so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, hey, like, hey, here's the wild animals united for human safety, you know, to to tell you about how the vaccine is safe. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's something that, I, you know, again, I, I haven't even seen it at local health departments, but but some of that old fashioned, like, you know, stuff, some of that, like, hey, here's a friendly animal spokesperson that's yeah. going to calmly explain. Smokey the people. bear and stuff. Yeah. You know, I think there's still a place for that. And and it's funny because so many of our characters almost came out of me wanting to poke a little bit of fun at those, you know, traditional characters like Smokey the bear, um, you know, who again is still around and, and the content they're creating is still very good if, if you ever engage with it. But, you know, I do think people still kind of have a soft spot for that, you know, and, and they still like it uh, to some on some level. And I guess it just goes to show you the more things change, the more they stay the same sometimes. Um, yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, well, in, in the case of Smokey the Bear, for instance, you kind of have this uh, Smokey the Bear that stands out that that has burned itself into all of our collective memories. Everyone knows Smokey. And I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if 10, 15 years from now, people are going to be like, man, remember handsome Ron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I could only hope so. You know, it's, it's one of those things, uh, you know, we have this, uh, collaboration with the library of Congress now where I send them our memes and the memes get uh, archived in the library of Congress with, you know, descriptions that I've written, uh, that get into like the strategy behind them. So I do hope, and I mean, every creative person hopes that their work has longevity, you know, past, past their lifetime. Right. And obviously if that were to happen for these characters, that would be like incredible. Like, you know, and I don't expect that just, just to be clear, um, you know, but I, I do think when you look I, again, you know, Smokey the Bear, that's, that was a campaign created with the ad council, one of the best advertising, you know, groups in the world, um, you know, all these years of funding and, you know, especially with climate change, you know, affecting things. I mean, Smokey the Bear is primed to become much more important in the future than they ever were in the past, you know, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the, you know, that's what government can do. You know, it's the, it's the longevity of, you know, your characters. It's the longevity of commitment to an issue where government can really shine. And I do hope that we have some of that, you know, I, I do hope that, you know, at some point my time at CPSC will come to an end. And I do hope that people, you know, at least appreciate these characters and keep learning from them, uh, after I'm, I'm no longer here. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, a, I, I think that's probably, probably a, a good way to kind of wrap it up. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? To um, I guess I would just encourage everyone, if you haven't, to subscribe to get recall emails. You can do it right on our website. It's free. It's very easy. Uh, you know, again, if you're not following us on social media, please consider following us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Um, you know, our, we do have an Instagram account where we don't repost things as much. One of the complaints about our Twitter account is that I'm constantly reposting things. It's because I'm just one person, folks. Right? It's not because <laughs> it's not laziness. It's just, you know, the ability of one person to come up with stuff, uh, you know, on a daily basis. So uh, we definitely encourage you to follow us on Instagram or, or Twitter or Facebook. Um, and, you know, again, just hope everyone uh, 
it, one thing we talk about all the time is that, you know, we do do a ser- very serious thing at CPSC and on social media, it's presented in a very fun way. And I do hope folks just kind of, you know, take a minute to think about the safety in their own lives. Um, you know, these are small things that you can do, you know, that could really, really uh, be life-saving, you know, having a fire extinguisher in your kitchen, making sure your carbon monoxide batteries are changed, you know, regularly. Um, you know, there's a lot of common sense stuff here that when you're busy or you're stressed, which we all have been over the past year, you know, if you just take an extra second to think about it, it could save your life down the road. So I just really encourage everyone to, to, you know, take those things seriously and, uh, yeah, revisit our messaging as much as you need. Yeah. I'm going to be sure to, uh, I really want to encourage anyone who's listening to this to go and check out the transcript that I'm going to have in the newsletter itself, because I'm going to be sure to include all sorts of links, all sorts of embedded tweets and everything, just because this is really one of those things you kind of have to see to understand what on earth we've been talking about today. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a good way. Pro- and Parker, I do want to thank you for your support over the years. You, you've been, you, you know, again, even in my darkest moments, um, you know, uh, I, I always thought like, oh, well, at least Parker's out there retweeting yeah. our stuff sometimes. And it, it's been a, li- a life sense some days. So thank you. True. Yeah, of course. It's, 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 it's always, uh, it's, it's always fun. I, I tried to make a, make a habit of quote tweeting and just being like only good government Twitter account, even though it's not the <laughs> Which only I very much appreciate. Good, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Truly, truly. Thank you. Uh, you know, and, and really we're just so grateful. So yeah. thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me today, Joe. That's today's show. Thank you to Joe Galbo for stopping by. As always, you can find a full transcript of today's show at readthepresentage.com. 